Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing this week's PGA Tour action at the Palmetto Championship. That won't take long, so we'll get to that in a little bit here. But you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing good, man. What a weird week that was. Ooh, very, very weird. It was a, a lot to talk about when I played in our little... Uh, tournament on sunday at the club down here so uh yeah a lot of mixed opinions on twitter and pretty much everywhere i I had conversations how about you yeah uh i mean just odd i i was uh out of pocket for most of the weekend Um, i watched a lot of it thursday friday but then i played uh saturday sunday so i didn't really pay any attention and uh yeah was coming back and was just like getting back from an hour ride back from the golf course and saw these text messages coming through that you know rom i like Last time I checked, he everything they were finished, and he had he was up six, and then everybody's like, "Nope, he's WDN because he's got COVID." It's yep. a fucking weird story. It's a very weird story because you know contact tracing, so he's getting tested every day. Apparently, he doesn't have the vaccine, that's why he's getting tested. If he had the vaccine, they wouldn't test him, but then he'd still have COVID. There's so many things I have questions on. What's going on here? Like so many, so many. Because like I'm thinking, I'm, I'm watching as well. Like I'm watching Brooks Kepka's uh, social media, and he's at the Mayweather fight Sunday night, but he's playing in South Carolina today. And you know they're not following any protocols at all in Florida, so he just rolls <laughs> in, and if he's got the shot, he's good. Like, no big deal. <laughs> Is that how this goes? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I I, I don't know. We, we really don't want to get into the uh, no, no the, the, shot the whole. Thing. I don't care yeah. about that. I don't care. But I'm just trying to see if that's how they're navigating but, this. It's I'm with thing. you. It's confusing as hell. Like I'm, I'm, I'm to the point though. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's time to start making some exceptions to some stuff here. I yes. mean, you know what I mean? Um, because you know, you know, just well as I do, if this was a year ago, Rom was leading. He tests positive. Like all the guys around him who played with him were going to have to withdraw too, right? I mean, that's what I, I literally said that to the guy I was playing with Sunday. Is the guy I told you about that's won the AT and T Pro Am? Somehow I was paired up with him on Sunday, so we're sharing a golf cart the whole day, and we're talking about this thing. And he said some of his buddies were texting him, and they're all confused because it's like, well, what about Xander? What about Cantley? What about all these other dudes? Why are Jeffrey, they going out? Yeah, like what what the heck is this all about? Because oh. you're right, a year ago they're all gone. <laughs> the whole thing's out so like for for two weeks at least probably a year yeah. ago but i mean i you know maybe they've got the vaccine i you know who knows but either way it was it was shitty for Om. obviously up six you're gonna win that tournament because he was running away with it 13 yeah. under wins it he's got to shoot 77 the next day whatever anyway um and then they tell him right on as he walks off 18 green too i mean that that too that to me was also strange like at least let the guy go in the back at the scores table where there's no cameras on him. And let's tell him there. I, or, I thought that or was it's odd. Like, so, so you want to get even like more odd. So not just the guys he's playing with, but let's just talk about, for instance. So they find out for some reason, they test him after the end of round two. Why don't you test him that morning before he finishes round two? It's not like he's going to pick it up in three hours. So like that was weird. But then they find out mid round three that he has it. Let's him keep playing. 
to retest yeah. it. Right. They retest it. They find out. Still finishes the round, and then they tell him. There's I mean, such a weird like pro- progress here. <laughs> if if he was good enough to finish the round, why is he not good enough to go back out the next day? Exactly. I mean, obviously the, the guys knew. I don't. Did you see his hole in one like his video? And I think yeah. he was playing with Morikawa, and I don't know who else, Scheffler maybe, and and they wouldn't high five him like they were just like, yeah, man, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. normally they would be like hugging and fucking you know whatever, but. It, yeah, it was weird. It's yeah. weird. That's the yeah. best way to say it. It's weird. It's like Strange. I kind of see what they're doing, but the standards of practices, I guess, are very, very bizarre. Um, I'd like to see kind of some well, this whole thing. I just give me some uniformity on it, give me some consistency on it. That's all I care about. Um yeah. it's, I guess it's the bizarre. One- Bizarre. One thing about it, it is unprecedented, right? We've never. It is. Yeah, we. Yeah, we're kind of rolling the seat of our pants, as they say. Still, you know, yeah, a year later, year, year, and three months later, or whatever. So, but like you said, there's going to be a point that, and I've said it a long time ago, and some people still argue with me to this point. And I don't care if you want to get the vaccine or not. That's not the point of this question. But there's a point where once it's available to everybody, you just got to pull the bandaid off, and if people don't want to get it, you got to let everybody else live their life. Type thing. You yeah. can't like stop things. So. In theory, if Rom wants to get not get the shot and he gets COVID but wants to keep playing golf and the other guys are like good with it, then <laughs> like I don't know, I know it's hard because it's unprecedented, like you said. But it, there's weird. a there's a point there's a point where you know you're just gonna walk into some place and there's gonna be like five people you don't know in this place that have it and you're just gonna mm-hmm. keep living life. So right. like it's different because they knew he had it, obviously, but yeah, it's freaking bizarre, crazy it's bizarre, very bizarre to me. It's but- one point five million. Gone. <laughs> Plus um, all, all the FedEx Cup points. Yeah. So, like, I was talking to somebody. It, it might end up costing him twelve million dollars. When it's all, you know what I mean. One it's ten million dollars to first. You know what I mean. Yeah, one J and J shot or two of the others, and <laughs> I don't know. Like, it it could. Like, he he may have won this tournament and then been in a good position going into the, to the playoffs and won that. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess on the a bright side to it. He's eligible to come back the Wednesday before the U.S. Open, yeah. So he can still play in that. That's good. Um, I don't want to see him not play that because he's too good. He, he deserves to be in that field, and that's the field that he needs. Like he he definitely could win that damn thing. So oh, yeah. he's got to play in that. It just it sucks. It's just like you said it. But you said it best. It's, it's it's unprecedented. So we don't really know exactly how to handle every situation. It's never going to be the perfect way to handle every situation. This just seemed like it was so shittily done. Like what about from, from all of it? Well, you know, I mean, I, you saw too. I'm sure most most people, I'm sure, saw that most books refunded, at least the big ones refunded bets, or they paid them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They paid them out, whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they, it, so people got their money back, but not the dude who was leading the uh, winning two hundred fifty thousand dollars on DraftKings. Yeah, with John Rom. Um, I don't know where he finished. I guess he finished maybe maybe he finished fifth with Rom as a WD. Yeah, he did. So it probably cost him two hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, he would have won that easily, like that. If Rom, like you said, Rom could have shot like four over par and won that damn thing or something. Uh, I would be tough. so tilted. I mean, can you imagine? You built the nuts. You built the nuts, and you got it taken away because yeah. of that. <laughs> it's like it's hard enough to build the nuts, and then to have it taken away like that. Yeah. Oh man, that's like that's like when you build it and it's it's actually worse. But the only thing compared to is like you build it and your stud like running back or receiver leaves with a knee injury in the right. first quarter or something. You're just like, well, <laughs> there goes that. Sweet, but yeah. uh, or you build it and you're like, I'm not going to play very much this week. I'm just going to kind of 
Oh, that happened to me this year. Yeah, I know, <laughs> know all about that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to call you out. Yeah, but... yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah, I'm gonna take it easy this week. Yeah, this is the one. Win every free contest available back. on DraftKings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> won them all. <laughs> oh yeah, you did yeah. win a lot of money for what you yeah, did for, for like ten cents. I won a ton of money, but God, what could have been? Yes, what could have yeah, been. But um, yeah, we're here to talk PGA, yeah. and as you can tell, it, it was a wild weekend though, so it needed to be talked about. Um, Cantley. Got the W, didn't play great, but got the win, which is good. So he played good enough. Morikawa looked good. Um, it was, I kept thinking it all weekend. You know, Scotty Scheffler comes from miscut to almost winning the damn thing. So that's what Scotty Scheffler does. That's why you just can't count him out. When he, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. When you know he's going to come in low own, that's when you play Scotty Scheffler because yeah. he has that ability to contend or to win almost every week. He also has that in- ability to just completely eject on any right. week. So he's such a volatile player that. He's difficult in cash, but in tournaments, man, he was virtually unknown last week. Yeah. 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 That was a terrible week for me. I'm, I'm ready to move on to this even worse week. <laughs> yeah. I had one six to six. It basically wanted me basically a little more than break even on the week, but uh, that's where, that's where that stood going for a fun one here. Like you said, the Palmetto, let's move on to the Palmetto. This is usually the RBC Canadian open, but we haven't had that for the second straight year now because of COVID and we can't go to Canada and, all those fun things. Uh, so we have this special event, one time only, most likely, in South Carolina at the Kungri, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, golf club. There's no past event history, Jesse. So you have anything you want to say before I give the course preview? I got nothing, man. <laughs> Sweet. So it's in South Carolina. Um, again, I apologize if I'm, if I'm mispronouncing it, but Kungri Golf Club, it's a long one. Par 71, 7,655 yards. It is a monstrous golf course. It opened in 2017, built by Tom Fazio. It was built by billionaires. It's all this uh, donation money and rich philanthropists and blah blah. It basically, it's a it's a it's a billionaire club, is what it is. It's one of the top private clubs in the country. Uh, golf Digest had it as the 39th best golf course out of the top 100 last year. Um, a lot of similarities you'll see when it's built. It's got like a linksy feel to it. It'll remind you of the remind you of the ocean course at the PGA Championship without the ocean part because it's pretty wide open, massive fairways. And then it just there's no rough. It goes in like those sand areas that you can hit out of. You can ground your club out of Patrick Reed's favorite places. So that's what you have on pretty much every hole. Greens are elevated with like no rough there. There's like no rough on the entire course. And uh, so balls will slide off easily. You're not going to be able to just drop balls on there. You got to kind of run them up. Be very creative. So that's where you get your link style, your Texas style. Um, some even compare it to the Australian sand belt, which we saw like in the President's Cup. Where if you remember that, a lot of just running through sand and doing different goofy stuff there. Um, you got that going for you. Everything I read from different people that tested this course out in the last couple of years is the firmest and fastest course they've ever played. It's like, and they're talking about baking it out. So keep that in mind. At the same time, I'm also seeing there's chances of rain every day this week. So I don't know how baked out it's going to get. So that'll be something to, to monitor. The wind will obviously be important. There are more trees here than on the ocean course. It's like, they say it's like the Australian sand belt meets the backwoods. It's super wide. You got the sand, and then there's trees. They took out trees, relocated them in these areas and stuff. Overall, though, it's a long, long golf course, but could play shorter if it stays firm and fast. That's the difference. You have um, the eighth hole. It's a par four, 540 yards. Three of the par fours are over 500 yards. You have a 520, a 540, and a 510. You also have a 490-yard par four. Um, the par four or par five fourth hole is 645 yards. The three par fives are 580, 595, and 645. So bottom line is it better play firm and faster. It's going to be a very long golf course. We'll have to see what the rain does, what the wind does. 
Bermuda greens, elevated greens, tricky as hell greens. Um, going to be an interesting, interesting week. That's all I can say, Jesse. So, uh, any thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to play. I'm, I'm, I'm with you from what I've read. It's long and you know, if it does rain, it'll play really long, I think. But, um, because obviously they make it long because it's going to play firm and fast. You get a lot of run out, whatever, if it's raining and you're not getting the same amount of run out, it's going to be really long. But one thing to remember about this week, obviously we are, pl- we are recording this at, uh, 630 Eastern time, 330 Pacific, uh, on Monday night. We got a long way till Thursday when this thing starts. So we might say some stuff coming up here and this guy might already be gone. Might already be heading to California. Um, the other thing about this always this week in particular is there's a, a, there's a chance that guys maybe play one round, maybe play a half a round and head out. Um, just keep that in mind. There's a lot of WDs typically the week before the U S open. Just saying. You have lots of them, and as Jesse's kind of hinting at here, if you guys follow Rob Bolton on Twitter, he always tweets out the field changes as they come in and out, withdrawals and everything. There's already been nine as of this recording, and that is ridiculous. Like, you see, like, three or four most weeks. There's been nine, and we joked about it because I tweeted it, and I guess Jesse was laughing because he was texting friends at the same time. Omar Uresti just got into the tournament. He is yep. a PGA pro that we make fun of for making the PGA championship. He's a he's a yeah. he's a club pro. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at. Like it's <laughs> it's it's you're gonna see, there's a ton of corn fairy guys on this. There's some guys from the collegiate tour on this. Like it's when you start getting down to the low sevens of the six K range, there's some guys that are you remember their name. There's a group of them you're just like, what is going on right now? Basically so, when you get out of the AKs, it's like what is this tournament? Yeah, our boy Whaley seventy seven hundred this week. If that rings a bell to anybody, that, that's quite the price shock. Right? Yeah, it's me massive shock. So um, we got all that going for us. This week is so weird because my normal site I look for for my recent history doesn't even have it updated yet. <laughs> the site I look for fancier sports doesn't have anything for this yet. So <laughs> everyone's just like they're kind of half toe in the water situation right now. Like we have a better sense of stuff the best we can. You'll see a lot more stuff available on websites and whatnot. But um, let's get into it. Let's do the DK stuff here, Jesse. 10K and above. DJ's 11-4. Brooks 11-1. Fitzpatrick's 10-4. Hatton is 10-2. What are you doing here? What? There's only fucking four guys who are above tells, 10K. Yeah. Um, tells you everything. The, the problem is is it, it's not very comfortable to roster anybody below, like, about 7,500. Like it starts getting really sketch below 7,500. Um, so if you are playing one of these guys, keep that in mind. Um, I think obviously DJ, I don't think he'd be here if this wasn't in South Carolina. I would think he's been around this place. Um, also his, his form coming in is not great. Miscut 48th, 13th miscut. But I think he's very playable, you know, at, I, I think he very much is. Brooks, the same. Um, as far as he's very playable, uh, finished second to PJ Championship. I really think both these guys are just trying to work some shit out. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss the cut. I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of them win it. It's the kind of week that we got here. Uh, I don't think I'm going to pay 10400 for for Fitzpatrick. Maybe if you are, I will. I'll, I'll tell you on that. And then Hatton at 10-2, you know, he's okay. Uh, three straight made cuts you know, all in the top 40, but nothing spectacular in the last couple months for him. I mean, he finished sixth at the Saudi international way back in February 
not playing like out of this world, but I mean, if you wanted to pay for him, I guess you could. Uh, I doubt I'll play anybody besides DJ in this range, assuming that I make more than one lineup, which I don't even know if I'm going to make more than one lineup this week. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like part of me wants to like max out the quarter just for fun, just to get goofy with it. And then just because there's so much volatility, like just let's sure. max it out and see what happens. I know what you mean, yeah. And then there's part of me that's like, no, nah, we're going to stick to one to three max. Just wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so torn right now that I want to see where it goes. But like you mentioned this top range here, DJ, I follow him and Paulino on social media, and it just he does not seem like he cares at all about golfing right now. Like he's he's jumping off of boats. He's throwing his kids around the swimming pool. It's good. Like I would be too. I don't blame him one bit. But at the same time, it's like go get a few reps in here. Fly to San Diego. Like yeah. that, that seems like the game plan. But like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins the damn thing. I really wouldn't because he's that good. Um, I just don't know where his head doesn't seem like he's in golf mode, but he's also good enough to probably flick that switch pretty freaking easily too. So um, I won't be on DJ, but I wouldn't be you know surprised. If I'm going to go up here, it's to Brooks just because I think he's got that ego after this whole Bryson thing. Like he wants to go out and show guys that he can still kick everybody's ass. That's the only thing. Otherwise, he what does he care? Like you said, there's just part of me that thinks if he starts off well, he's going for it. If he starts off a little rough, he's easily taking the you know 36 hole jet to freaking yeah, San Diego. He's he's not gonna like push to make the cut and then grind on the weekend. That's not happening. So that'll be one to watch with Brooks. You'll know really quickly if you're played Brooks if it was good or not. And then um Hatton, like no fits for me. Like Dom and I talked about it in the in the Slack chat over the weekend when he missed the cut. We're hoping he just has a horrible week here. We get him for low ownership next week. That's what we want. We want low owned fits next week in La Jolla. Um, but Hatton would be the guy I tend to. If I'm paying all the way up, it's Hatton. I don't plan on paying all the way up. I rarely pay all the way up. We talked about it many times. Last week, my best lineup had four 9K guys and two 6K guys, and it was freaking beautiful. So like, I just try to stay out of the 10K range the best I can, and uh, we go from there. 9K range, it's a little more interesting, I guess. Um, you got English at 99, Sungjae at 97, Fleetwood 95, Poulter 92, Kizires 91, and Higo's 9K. When I saw Higo at 9K, I thought Pat Mayo made the pricing because oh. he is like the captain of Team Higo. Well, when but, I saw Kazire there, I thought yeah. they fucked something up. Like <laughs> There's a glitch in the matrix. And then I started going through the rest of the list. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> makes a more sense now, yeah. So what do you um, like here? Harris English, you know, at 99. I think he's fine. Three straight made cuts for him. Seems like he's kind of getting it back a little bit. Uh, he's a uh, Georgia boy, so used to the kind of conditions, I would imagine. Um, don't mind him at 9,900. Mm-hmm. Poulter at 92. He's played really well as of late. Uh, Come off a third-place finish at the Charles Schwab Challenge before that 30th at the PGA Championship. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Higo, you know, he, he from, from my model, like my model just absolutely loves him for whatever reason. I'm, I'm assuming it's because he played so well pretty much over the last month or two months, really, uh, on the European tour. He's, he played one tournament over here as a PGA Championship, finished 64th, but won the Canary Islands Championship the week before that. Um, so, but I mean, you know, do you, do I want to pay nine K for him? I, I think there's better options in the eight K range myself, but yeah, that model absolutely loves him. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just assuming because the Mayo love, he's going to be so chalky. Oh, so, you're right. So Mayo's already on him. Well, Mayo's on him every week. He talks about him every week on his show. I got you. Like by European standards. And now he's all excited. He's here. So I I, I'd be shocked if he comes in low on, but you never know. Um, but I agree. There's like, there's like a couple of narratives you can look at here. You can play links specialist, which brings a lot of the Euro guys into play. 
Um, you can go, you know, the Georgia boys, because literally it's like a half hour from Savannah. So you're, you're close to Georgia. Maybe there's a narrative there. Uh, Dom mentioned in the chat, like Kisner's played this. Luke List had the course record as of a few months ago. And uh, there's not a, a lot of guys have played it, but most of them are Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina Cat guys that have played this course. Um, so English becomes interesting at 99. Like you said, playing a little better, probably familiar with the area. I could see him being in play at 99. That's worth a look there. But I think the idea of Tommy Fleetwood, I know he's not coming in great form, but we've seen him play well at either those fast U.S. Open-type courses. We've seen him do that and can, and uh, put up some decent numbers there. We've also seen him play really well on Lynx courses. So Fleet's at 95 is interesting. I really like Poulter at 92, which is scary because he's 92, but that's the field we live in, so it is what it is. But I like him because you think 30th at the PGA Championship, if it's a comp course, that field is so much stronger now. That's actually a pretty good finish, all things considering what we're dealing with this week. So Poulter at 92, Fleet's at 95. Kind of the two guys I'm circling in this 9K range at this point in time. Uh, 8K, you got Norn 89, Mitchell 88, Kiz 87, Glover 86, Varner 85, Sneds 84, Vegas 83, Knox 82, Pan 81, Stallings and Redmond both 8,000. It's starting to drop off quickly, Jesse. Yeah. What do you like here? I mean, I, I, I'll play Norn at 89. Um, he hasn't missed a cut since the players back in March. So that's one, two, three, six in a row for him. Coming off a 13th place finish last week. Seems to be playing really well. Uh, could it be a Keith Mitchell week? Might be. be. Um, might not be. You know, it's Keith Mitchell. You never know. So I think he's definitely GPP viable at that price. Uh, Sneds at eighty, at eighty four. I will um, most definitely play as well. He's he's getting his uh, old Sneds form back. I believe at least closer to it than he was. You know, even earlier this year. Hasn't missed a cut since the players as well. Come off a 50th place finish at the Charles Schwab. And then, yeah, Vegas at 83. I feel like he's always GPP viable. He's, for what he is, I mean, he's played consistent golf. Four straight made cuts for him. Um, and and really only has missed one since January of, of this year at the Farmers. I mean, he missed the Texas Open, and that was it since, uh, since January. So, uh, I think Vegas is is playable, and then Stallings at eight thousand, he, he could be as well. Um, four straight made cuts for him, yeah, pretty good nasty. for st- st- Scott Stallings. Yeah. I feel like Redmond will probably be popular in this range. I could see Varner getting some some ownership, um, and then I, I would say Norin as well. If I was guessing, just coming off that finish last week. Yeah, I'd imagine Norin will get some steam just because he's playing so well, as you mentioned, but still, I think, a pretty good play. I think Kisner's interesting at 87. He's been playing so bad, but again, kind of a local guy. He's, he knows this golf course. Um, if it plays fast and firm, yes. If it doesn't, then no. Hell no, because he does not have the distance to keep up with this course. But I think he could be intriguing because he's coming in just not playing great, so his ownership will be super low. Um, and he's, to me, when he's on, he's much better than this field, or at least most of this field. So I think Kiz's 87 is interesting. Glover's going to be popular, but he's played very well um, at courses like this, at comp courses. He's playing pretty decent heading into this, 8,600. So he's intriguing, but he might be very, very popular. And then if it get, if the weather gets a little nasty, he played well last week, kind of fell off a little bit over the weekend, but Russell Knox, 82, is an intriguing option for me as well. If, if it gets a little linksy style, a little windy and rainy, I think a guy like Russell Knox can, uh, can stand out quite a bit in this field. And I don't mind the, the Vegas call. I'm always a good fan of Vegas in a tournament for sure. 
75 to 79. You got List, RCB, Laird, Neesmith, Perez, Straka, Whaley, Sabatini, Poston, Martin, Viegas, Power, EVR, Lashley, and Hogue. And as Dominic says, it's the truth, Whaley, you mean. So we got that going. But uh, what do you like in this oh-so-fun range? I don't know if I've ever really heard you say any of those names that you just read off there. I mean, obviously a few of them. Usually I say 6K range, who you got? (laughs) You got exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Um, So List has the the, uh, course record here? Yeah, that's what uh, Dom put it in the Slack chat is he, as of like a month or two ago, he has the course record here. It's interesting. I mean, definitely playable then at 7,900. RCB at 78. I mentioned him last week at – 6,200. <laughs> I thought about that the whole time because you said, is RCB in play? I said, I'm not playing him. And he, I was he played very so well. mad that I didn't play him. Um, 2% owned. You know, he finished 37th. Uh, so I think he's playable this week. Whaley, obviously. He's going to be a, a billion percent owned, I, I feel like. Um, flat bill, Pat Perez, 7,700 yeah. bucks. Is it a flat bill week? It's got to be. I mean, 7,700 for... For Pat Perez in this field, four straight made cuts for the yep. man. Yep. Preach. He's made uh, seven of eight. I mean, yeah. Ben Martin, for some reason, my I don't understand it. My <laughs> model loves him. Now, he has made two straight cuts, uh, and, and he's made five of six. So, for what he is there, uh, and the EVR at, at 7,500, I feel like he's kind of a bit of a steal. I know he's got four straight missed cuts. But for the price in this field, EVR seventy five hundred, I like it. Yeah, he's one I, I never can stomach in most fields. But like you said, in this field, I think he's probably he's got to be close. If not, he's got to be at least a top fifty, top sixty golfer. So because he's played in the recent WGC, so he's close yeah. to that. And now he's seventy five in this field. Like really, <laughs> it doesn't. It kind of stands out like a sore thumb. He is very tilting. He could eject on the first day. There's no questioning that. But he's got the talent to hang around. Um, so I, I don't hate that at all. I had list down here at RCB again, Marty Laird's playing some really good golf, all things considered. And if it, it does turn into a links fest, uh, Laird at 78 could be good. I like flat bill at 77 Whaley. And then the only other guy I had here is Seamus power. He's coming in some pretty good form, especially GPP type form. Um, he's got a couple top fives and a couple, like he's made like four straight cuts, but he's, uh, he, was T9 at the Byron Nelson T 54 at Wells Fargo. T9 on the Corn Ferry, T54 in Putacana. So, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now at 7500 bucks. But um, if he's striking the ball well enough to get a T9 at the Wells Fargo, that stands out as a guy that in this field that I should at least consider uh, what's going on. I think Seamus at 75 is interesting. 7000 to 7400 Jesse, anybody you like here? Man, Lipsky, 7400 um, the, the model likes him okay. He hasn't played – that I have, well, I, I don't even have him with a Euro tour start since February. I don't know if he's been hurt or something. Um, uh, we got, Oh, he's been on the corn ferry of late. That's why you got, I looked at on DK. He played last weekend. He's played like every week on the corn ferry since, yeah, since the PGA with the work day, he's been on the corn ferry. He must be trying to get the PGA card. Well, yeah, I, I don't know about playing him then. Uh, <laughs> Duffner, uh, He's made four or five cuts, two in a row, 37th last week. He seems to be okay there at that price. I mean, I really don't want to go below 7,500, but I'm just naming some names <laughs> off here. Hubbard um, at 7,000, three straight made cuts for him. 
coming off the 42nd place finish at the Memorial last week. So it's kind of where I'm at. But again, I'm yeah, trying no, not to go below 7,500. Lipsky was on my list just because of his past Euro Tour success, but uh, the Corn Ferry has been a shaky go for him these days. So we'll have to see how that goes. But, you know, talking if you want to do the Georgia narrative, a guy that can maybe get hot with his approach game, hopefully putt a little bit. Rowinski at 74 is always a guy I kind of keep in mind. Um, Stewart's playing really well. He's 7,100, but he might be qualifying for the Open. A lot of these guys. He was leading. He was leading his, after his the first 18, yeah, wherever he was. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's playing great. Like a lot of the guys we kind of like this week, or at least fringy guys like this week, they're all qualifying right now. So right. keep an eye on all that as well. But um, Stewart's interesting. I like Hubbard just because in a tournament he can birdie like a madman. So if he has a couple bad holes, he might be able to make it up type thing. And then Kramer Hickok, uh, he's a guy that can he can launch it. So if it does turn into a long course, uh, he can spray it as well, but he's a guy that can bomb it quite a bit. He's 7K, has some massive tournament appeal uh, in that price range. Honestly, Jesse, the 6K range, I'd almost play some guys down here before I'd play the guys in the seven to $7,500 range just because I'd, I'd rather get the savings type situation. <laughs> um, anybody that kind of stands out to you, I'm not going to say you like down here. Anybody that stands out to you down here? Yeah, I got a few. Um, uh, 69, Libiota, uh, you know, three straight made cuts for him at 69. I think that, that's worth that's worth a little bit there. Cole Hammer, he's... Um, I'm not 100% sure if he's turned pro or what his I, deal is. I believe but, he's going back for one more year. He's is he? Okay. So he's just playing as an AM, I guess, in this field or whatever because they just need <laughs> live bodies. They just need warm bodies. <laughs> uh, 6800 bucks. You know, you just never know. I mean, he could. And then Zane. You know, we, need tell, we, need tell, we need to tell Kevin to make the drive from Charlotte down. And, I mean, he and might go get up. in. He might. <laughs> he might get in. Um, yeah. Zhang at uh, at sixty eight as well. Uh, he showed some. So he missed like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight cuts leading up to the Byron Nelson in, into the Byron Nelson. So then he makes a cut to Charles Schwab seventy third and Memorial twenty sixth. There's a little bit of life there. Other than that, I mean, like Will Gordon sixty seven hundred potentially, maybe I don't know. Um, Compos, he seems to show up in just certain spots. Hostler, Ryder. I mean, Sam Ryder could be one. <laughs> but we're, I mean, he's missed 27 straight cuts. Appy Barnrat's in this field. He's missed a thousand straight cuts. Uh, I mean, it's, buddy, it's rough down here. Wes Roach, model likes him a little bit. It's rough. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm quit. I'm, I'm not buddy Johnny Huss down here, but he's missed three straight cuts. So that's disappointing. But, like, yeah, I had Lebiota down. I think Robbie Shelton's interesting because he can go on a, a birdie fest from time to time. Honestly, J.J. Spawn, I never play, but he's $6,600, and he's better than a lot of these guys. He really is. Um, he was leading his qualifier right now, so that might end this whole thing. But, you know, 47th at Byron Nelson, 18th at Wells Fargo, miscut, miscut. Then he had the, uh, the Punta Cana. But you know, back-to-back made cuts at some pretty tough fields, at least the Wells Fargo, where he finished 18th. Spawn at 66 stands out as a potential GPP type play. Um, Bo Hostler, you mentioned him. He's not like lighting the world on fire, but he's making cuts. Or I was looking at his, his miscuts. He was missing on the number. His last couple of miscuts were on the number as well. So he could he could legitly have like five straight made cuts. And he only has three out of five. But those other two are like pretty much on the number or pretty darn close, if I remember correctly. So he's a guy to keep in mind at 65. Uh, Gillick, 
at 65 is another guy that I don't mind. Um, he's been another kind of close to making it on the number type guy, but uh, doesn't quite get there. Uh, Lucas Beargard at 64. Don't forget he's the guy that dethroned Tiger in the WGC a couple years ago. And then, um, honestly, if we just want to go for broke here, Jesse, just hear me out on this one. We just want to go for broke. At $6,200, let me find him here so I can pull him up. There he is. Johnson Wagner at $6,200. The Wags miscut at the Corn Ferry Tour, but then T39 at the Byron Nelson, T58 at Wells Fargo, T39 at his uh, Corn Ferry Tour prior to that. So three out of four made cuts, two straight on the PGA Tour. I'm grasping at straws, but he's $6,200. Like, bare minimum. So if you want to pay up, throw some wags in your life. At least he's going to have a cool mustache and like an old school Budweiser hat. We also have to watch be intriguing <laughs> for you. Like that's how bad it is. People like we're, we're kind of making light of it, but it is, it's bad. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. So recapping things, Jesse 10 K yeah. and above. Who's your one guy? DJ. I'll go Brooks. Nine uh, K. Who's your one guy? I'm going to say English. I'll go Poulter. Eight K. Who's your one? Um, Norin. I'll go with, uh, give me Knox. I'll go Knox. 75 to 79. Uh, Wales Goat. Wales Goat. <laughs> Wales Goat. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm going to go, oh, man, this is so bad. I'm going to go RCB. Um, 7K to 74. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was a question? Yeah. Um, He's the one guy if you had to play him. <laughs> Duffner? I'll go Brian Stewart. Okay. Um if he's still in the field by right. Thursday. That's the thing. And then six K range if you had to play one. I'm gonna say Lebiota. Yeah, like Lebs. I'll take spawn. It's bad, folks. Stay in the in the good world. Don't play cash this week. I'm not gonna ask a question. Don't play cash. Just don't no. do it. I was gonna um, say GP- we're not endorsing yeah. anybody. No. GPP range though, if you had to start it out, who's three guys you'd use? I mean uh you know, Vegas, I think, is very GPP viable at 83 there. Um, Flat Bill, Pat Perez, 7,700. And then Luke List, probably be in that range as well, 79. So there's three right there in the kind of in the same range. Leaves you 87. You can do up, down. I'll do Fleetwood, Poulter, and List. I'll start there and hope I don't have to go too deep too often. But I know I'll have to go at least one deep play. But um, that, that seems like a, a boomer bust type idea all all the fun here jesse <laughs> who um who you got winning this thing um the people of palmetto it's a great question it's uh it's quite the world when uh ben martin is 66 to one whaley's <laughs> um, 80 to one now i mean list at 80 yeah of course right maybe perez 80 i wouldn't Really be it's taking, a long I shot. Would, it's a long shot week. One hundred percent. Like if you're gonna put money down on just if you normally play ten bucks, take ten long shots because yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, like like you, your boy Hickok, one hundred and fifty to one. That's an interesting one. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't hate it. Um, it all depends. Like I'd watch the weather. That'll help you decide if you want a bomber or you want some guy that can actually play good around the greens because yeah. you're gonna have to have a good around the green game regardless. But you gotta be able to get it there too. McGirt's a thousand to one. Oh, Jesus, Dirt McGirt a thousand to one. That is something else. A thousand, points. I don't know that I've ever seen a thousand to one odds. I mean, I, and I'm normally not down here, so 
I could be 100% wrong about that. Is Smiley Kaufman in this field? Yep. Yep, he is. He's 750 to 1. He is in this field. He's like a low 6K guy. Your boy Teets is in this field. How is Smiley Kaufman not 2,000 to 1 if <laughs> William McGirt is 1,000 to 1? Uh, this is fun. I cannot believe that. Yeah. We've hit the Smiley Kaufman portion of the show. Wow. Uh, Dominic Walton Dom Some says. Low. Ben Martin, South Carolina guy, and I think he played at Clemson. Well, there you go. Didn't you say Ben Martin checked your boxes there on your your deal? Yep, I like. I mean, at least uh, the uh, the uh, the old model likes it. Yeah. Um, Dominic also says Davis Thompson and John Pack Thompson was an SEC Player of the Year, making his pro debut, and Pack was number one college golfer. And Pack played at the U.S. Open last year, and he uh, he made the cut. I think he finished like fifty first. So. He's another guy if you're feeling frisky. Uh, for I was looking at, I was actually looking at Pack right here. So Dom's always got the goods, and he's always bringing it in the Slack chat. So if you want to, this might be the week to join because when there's a million withdrawals, so half of our picks don't even matter after this podcast. <laughs> you might want to be in the Slack chat. So something to think yeah. about there. But uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Dom, thanks for uh, for chiming in as usual. Yep. Uh, check out the out, podcast. Man. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. Uh, give it a rate and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. We have Real Golf next week, the U.S. Open. That'll be a freaking barn burner. So looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Yep. Uh, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Entrick, and we will catch you guys next time. Show goes on, on, on.